Down and Out in Paris, This is the World. Carol Hills in for Marco Werman. Migrants from the Middle East and Africa stream into Western Europe. In cities like Paris, they don't always get a warm welcome. If these were white people, they would be treated decently because they would be considered as equal human beings. Plus, why women are seeking asylum in the United States on grounds of domestic abuse. What happens to women is often not done by governments. It's by their intimate partner, by their family, in their communities. And why Donald Trump's foreign policy ideas seem to resonate with some American voters. Our enemies do not fear us, our friends don't trust us, and the whole economy, everything just kind of feels gone to hell in a handcart. Those stories coming up here on The World. The World is brought to you by PRI with support from Lumosity, offering a 10-minute fit test to challenge memory, attention, and problem solving. With brain games to calculate baseline scores and build a personalized brain training program, performance can be compared to global averages. Learn more at Lumosity.com. And by LegalZoom, for over 10 years working to help Americans navigate the legal system with assistance on business formations, wills and trusts, trademark registration, and patents. Legal help is at LegalZoom.com. I'm Carol Hills, and for Marco Werman, and this is The World. It seems there's no end to the number of migrants making their way into Europe. There's also no end to the debate over what to do about them. A frustrated Egyptian billionaire has one solution, at least for some refugees. He sent a letter to the Greek and Italian governments looking to buy an island. And all what I'm asking is, find me an island, I'll make the financial payment for it, I'll pay for it. All what you need to do is to allow me to direct 50 or 100,000 refugees to this island. The rest is mine. I'll do the rest. In the meantime, some countries are stepping up. Britain has announced it'll accept 20,000 Syrian refugees. Germany has taken in tens of thousands in just the past few days. We'll have more on that in a moment. We wondered, though, while the world's attention is especially focused on Syrian refugees, what's happening back in Syria? I wanted to start with the basics, so we called Amr al-Azam, professor of history at Shawnee State University in Ohio and a supporter of the Syrian opposition. I asked him first to remind me about the central character in Syria, Bashar al-Assad. He's the son of Hafez al-Assad. Hafez al-Assad took power in a coup d'etat back in 1970 and essentially ruled Syria with an iron fist right until his death in 2000. And upon his death, his second son, Bashar al-Assad, who had originally been an eye doctor uh, studying in in, in Britain uh, but had come back to Syria, was then groomed uh, and prepared to take over in his place. So essentially, Bashar al-Assad became, you know, the president of Syria in a what we refer to as a quasi-dynastic succession. And after all this, four and a half years of civil war, uh, incredible unrest in Syria, why is he still in power? He's still in power primarily because there has been no real international will to actually remove him. And uh, he has also very powerful allies in the Iranians and the Russians who have been determined to support him right to the bitter end. And that's why he's still in power. The support from the Iranians and, and the Russians and the lack of any real international will to, to do what it takes to remove him. Yeah, Russia is now uh, planning on sending in Russian pilots, military advisors, uh, fighter bombers, possibly even ground troops. Um, Secretary of State John Kerry has called his Russian counterpart 
to warn him about that. But what sort of what can the U.S. do to to really stop Russia from from well, doing anything it plans? I mean, really, not much. But let's put this into perspective. They have had a presence in Syria for many many decades. But what we're seeing today is something a little different. In that, Putin had always warned right from the beginning. Uh, and by warned, I mean he'd warned the international community and particularly the U.S. that they will not accept a toppling of, of the Assad regime. And it seems that with the latest events on the ground and the setbacks that the Assad forces have been suffering and the potential for a possible um, let's say, defeat for the Assad regime, that the, both the Iranians and the uh, Russians in this case now have decided to ramp up their uh, support. Now, this started as a democratic revolution in Syria back in 2011. Uh, where are those liberal-minded rebels today? That's a terrible, uh, that's a terribly sad question. Um, unfortunately, most of them are either dead languishing in, in the prisons of Assad and in some cases...